There it goes. Okay, after considerable technical difficulties, here we are at Writer's Retreat for April on the birthday of William Shakespeare, Shirley Temple, and my favorite nephew, who's also a poet and musician. So there you go. It's a lucky day. Um, so uh, I seriously, I have been having a lot of technical difficulties. So um, I hope I can get back to the participants list. Um, can I say one, one thing before I leave? You can say anything, one, Alan. One, one of the Schuyler sisters has, has joined us. Eliza, I, I don't know if anybody's a fan of Hamilton, but uh, I don't, uh, just so you'll know, there, there's no, five people Alan, here now. This is Elizabeth Sammons. Okay, I'm, well, I'm it, legit. It, my my, my thing my thing said my thing called you Eliza. My, yeah, my, I know. I just use that. It's, it's shorter okay. to type. So yeah, yeah. Bad. Well, yeah. Well, well, I love the Psalm of Scholar Sisters from Hamilton, so I thought that was kind of cool. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, I, I'm leaving now, so y'all have a good meeting. So, but Debbie, you Goodbye. good to go? Okay. Thank bye you, Alan. Okay, y'all okay. y'all y'all have fun. All right, bye bye. I knew it was you, Elizabeth. <laughs> so, um, at any rate, and and welcome. So, thank you. I, I uh, let's see. Can I get to? Did Anne come back? No. Okay. Uh, so there are a couple of people who we're going to read who have not shown up. So um, I hope they will show up, but I'm going to babble for a moment while we wait uh, for them. And and Abby, I know that you have a poem. And, yes, you know, I, yes. If, if we get if we get desperate, Sally is probably ready to you know she could make one up on the spot. So, <laughs> uh, but um, I do I do want to talk about just how much. Uh, pride and, and, and joy it has given me this past week that there have been two really wonderful events that um, involve blind people and art in just this last week. And both were just so lovely. Um, on, on last Saturday for 10 plus hours was the benefit for blind Ukrainians that featured 110 performers and from about 20 countries, I would say 99% of whom were blind. And the event was entirely orchestrated by blind people. And, uh, and, and the last I heard, it, it raised close to $100,000. So, wow. um, it was it was just wonderful and um, somewhat significant. I think that it was right there on Easter and Passover because it, for me, it, it was something of a spiritual experience. Um, and it's being uh, made available on demand on the Mushroom FM site. You can go to mushroomfm.com/slash/blindwithyou, as in Ukraine, blind with the letter U to find um, a link for streaming it. And ACB Media is broadcasting it again tomorrow, beginning at 11 
a.m. Eastern. I think it's um, you, you. If you have an Alexa, you you say play ACB Media, and then it asks you which channel, and it will be on channel four. Um, Abby, were you one of the performers? No. Did you contribute? Okay, no. okay. Because I heard a lot of it, but I didn't hear all of it. Well, yeah, um, it was like a six-hour, a six or seven-hour, maybe ten-hour concert, I yeah. think. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah, I heard a lot of people that I knew or knew of, knew from lists and so forth. It was really nice. Um, so, and the other event uh, this week was uh, where I know you were, Abby, because yes. I heard you. Um, National Braille Press held the, I think, third poetry circle event, um, which they're pretty much inspired and I think sponsored by Kathy Schneider, who's a retired psychologist who's blind. And who I first knew uh, because of her writing, actually, when I was very young and got a magazine that I now write for, our special produced by National Braille Press, Kathy wrote a column called Kathy Comments. And um, it was because she's a psychologist. It was from her um, professional frame of reference of how to cope with various kinds of stresses I don't really remember very well except that I I mean it was a long time ago but I remember enjoying reading it and being really excited years later when we uh, all joined all these email lists and there she was and and as you may know she's written a number of autobiographical books and um yeah so so anyway that was a great event there were I think maybe 30 writers there um sharing their poetry and Abby, I was smiling when you shared the Billy Collins poem that we had worked with right here in Writer's right. Retreat. I thought, that's so cool that she's reading that poem. It's really yeah. great. Um, well, so, Deborah, I might, if you, if I may, there, I, I, participated, I participated in another poetry event today through ACB Community, Dr. Tabitha Kenlin who's over in Ireland, she's a professor and a writer. She hosted a, or facilitated, I should say, a poetry celebration and a, for Shakespeare's birthday. And we were encouraged to share either poems that we wrote or poems by somebody else. And I shared a different poem than, uh, today by Marge Piercy called In Praise of Joe, which inspired oh, yeah. a poem of mine that appears in my collection, How to Build a Better Mousetrap. So that and that was a that was also a nice event. Very nice. Was it recorded, Abby? Uh, all the ACB community events are recorded, but I'm not sure where you can access them. I think they make them into a podcast. Uh, so you might just want to look on their site. Maybe I'm not sure where to find it. Well, it sounds very nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Just trying to um, see my, okay. So um, Anne has not come back and she had a sonnet to share. So I hope she does find her way back. Um, but I, Elizabeth is new pretty much. I think, I, I think 
Elizabeth may have joined us one other. Anyway, everyone here has um, published various things. And since there are so few of us, just to um, bring Elizabeth a little more into the circle, why don't we go around and say who we are and what we've written recently or working on presently or whatever else you want to say about yourself. So I'm Deborah Kendrick, and um, I think, and I'm currently in Florida, but heading back to Cincinnati very, very soon. I'm kind of excited about that. And um, I think what I'm working on a lot of things as usual, but I think what I'm thinking about most with regard to writing lately is um, is poetry. And the reason for that, you know, you never know when something that you've written um, touches or reaches another person. And um, I had a friend visit a few weeks ago and she told me this really cool story, which was that when we first met, the reason that we met was that we were at an event and she heard my name and she was so excited to meet the poet who had written a poem that had such an impact on her 40 years ago. So my friend was just telling me this like two weeks ago. And I said, so what was the poem? And she was trying to tell me about it. And I worked it out ultimately what poem it was. And I hadn't seen that poem. It hadn't been 40 years since I'd seen it, but probably 30. And uh, as it, happened I had rediscovered a year or two ago here unpacking boxes in my condo in Florida this notebook that I used to put my poems in when I finished them because most of the poetry writing I've done was done before we had the internet I know some people weren't born then but anyway <laughs> I think all of us were anyway um, so I had found the notebook, but I hadn't really looked through it. So I did, I pulled it out and I found the poem Cindy was talking about. And it really gave me a lot of joy to read it again because, uh, so for these two events this past week that I mentioned, I, I shared a poem from each of them that came out of that notebook. And um, I, I've, it's, I've subsequently decided two things one is that because they only exist in hard copy braille i'm going to make a project of typing them all up and maybe putting them into a small book and um and the other is that i forgot how uh, writing poetry is sort of like making music it whether it does anything worthwhile for anyone else or not, it makes the person creating it um, feel. So anyway, I didn't mean to go on so long. I apologize. So um, Sally, why don't you go next? Okay. I'm Sally Rosenthal. I'm in Philadelphia. And I published a book in December called Peonies in Winter, A Journey Through Loss, Grief, and Healing, uh, selection of poems and personal essays um, started in a small critique group and I was kind of pushed into putting it together 
but um, I'm glad I did. It, it turned out well. I've gotten a lot of good response to it. And um, I write mostly poetry, but I have also write book reviews for various animal magazines. And I've written a lot of academic and book chapters, things like that, but that was a long time ago. So um, that's basically what I do. You're writing book reviews currently, too, though? Excuse me? Are you currently writing book reviews as well, then? Yeah, there's a large animal network sanctuary called Best Friends Animal Society in Utah. Uh Yeah, they have a they have a nationwide network of smaller groups. I've been their book reviewer for 21 years. So, um, I was, I had, I had a column in the print magazine until COVID slashed about half the magazine because Mm -hmm. they really lost a lot of financial backing. So now I'm on the website. Very nice. Do you ever post yeah. any of those things to any of the lists? Because I haven't seen them. I've only I've only know your poems. I'm sorry, Deborah. I couldn't hear what you said. I think it's more of my technical difficulties. Let me see if I can get closer. Um, I asked, have you ever posted any of the book reviews um, to Writer's Party Line or Writer's Retreat? Because I, only, I have not seen only them. Only one time, and I think it was November or December, I was asked to do a Sunday night meeting on writing book reviews. And I had a couple there. I think Abby read them. Yes, um, I did. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I, I had a novel <laughs> and a nonfiction book, I, um, and Abby was kind enough to read them. But, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, thank you. Um and Elizabeth, I'm here to vouch for Sally's poetry. It's really fine. So if you haven't oh, read thank it. You. <laughs> um okay. And Abby? it's now on Audible. Says, Sally, I think Believe Your Such a Book is now is now on Audible. So if you prefer having it read to you as opposed to by a person instead of text-to-speech that might be another option but okay now as now as for me um i'm abby taylor elizabeth i think we might have met before if you're behind our eyes um i live in sheridan wyoming and i have published three novels two poetry collections and a memoir so as you can imagine i write fiction nonfiction and poetry. And I have a blog and website that I maintain regularly. I also do book reviews mostly on my blog. Um, I'm also a singer, as you may have discovered uh, when I came in earlier and was talking about karaoke. I sing with a women's barbershop group. Well, we're not, we do, we don't do just barbershop. We do different styles of music. So we're, we're a women's choral group. And I also teach water exercise classes at the Y. Once a week, and then I partic- just participate the other two days. They meet three days a week. So that's basically all you might want to know about me. I don't want to get too long-winded here because I'm sure there might be others. Fabulous. Thank Abby, you, do you, Abby. Sleep? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually sleep seven to eight hours a night, usually. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Believe okay. it or not, I do find time to sleep. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of marking... 
of marking time off to do the writing. I do the writing during the day and in the evening I do my, I enjoy reading and then I go to bed at a decent hour. Usually I'm not up late except on Saturday nights when I do karaoke. I, after I'm done, I hang around here, the others, and sometimes it can go kind of late, but otherwise I'm not, I, I sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's hear from Elizabeth. Hi, it is really nice to uh, be here. Thank you for the invitation, Deborah. Uh, yes, and I have I have heard of or directly talked with a couple of you. Um, I believe, Sally, that you use DNV uh, publishers, and I saw them write up your your book that was just recently released, as I recall. Um, okay, thanks. And uh, yeah, so I uh, my education is in journalism, and I was really fortunate as a younger person to be able to live in several different countries. Um, so I have some journalism and some journals from describing life in those countries that I either have published or I'm seeking to publish. Um, I self-published through DNV one novel, and I have another novel that I'm trying to publish now. Plus, I also am getting into some poetry and uh, I've been getting uh, from Deborah and from a few other people some encouragement to try to publish some of the short stories I've written kind of over the years. But it's it's nice to be with all of you tonight. Thank you. Well, I'll emphasize again with witnesses that I think I think your your strength may lie. Not that all the other areas aren't brilliant, but I I, I think you've really got something when it comes to short stories and I'd like to see you do more of them. And, um, that's it's it's a hard um, genre, I think, to to you know put um, character and plot and authenticity all into one tiny little tidy package. And um, if you have the gift, you have the gift. So um, I had hoped that Deanna was going to be here because I wanted. Uh, someone well sally you you have um had yours and i think ann is behind that the writer's party line is doing this book launch thing and i wanted someone yes to explain it and I oh here's ann annie's here i've been here and, i got knocked off yeah. and then i came back oh you um, are oh so first okay before <laughs> asking someone to talk about the book launch project um what we, we were doing introductions and and just talking about who we are and what we're working on currently or what we've worked on in the past mm -hmm. that we want to share. So can you introduce yourself and then maybe also talk about the book launch project? Sure. My name's Annie Chapetta. I live in New Rochelle, New York. I'm a poet and author. I have independently published five books with DLD books. Uh, my latest one is a uh, um, a fiction, uh, general fiction, young adult family novel called Hope for the Tarnished. Um, I just, I love writing and I find that the older I get, the more I want to write. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I just, I, and I love coordinating and talking to other writers and just, uh, just being part of the artist community. I think that really feeds my inspiration and my creativity. Um, so let me uh, let me talk about um, the book launch. 
um, behind our eyes, um, uh, uh, we, um, I'm the chair of the um, Behind Our Eyes Book Launch Committee. And what we do is we give writers who are members of Behind Our Eyes a chance to practice their skills and different aspects of launching a book. If that's uh, if that means you want uh, practice in, in doing a presentation, we can schedule that. If you would like a, a book launch coach, we have that available. If you want to talk to people about you know how to do your presentation, whether you want an, uh, what type of um, a process you want, whether you want it to be uh, a, a, you know whether you want to do a reading and or whether you want something to interview someone to interview you. Uh, or, you know, what that actually means to do a presentation. Some people may not even know they maybe they've never done it before. It's a chance to practice and, and brush up on all your skills as a writer or as a presenter. Um, and, and we do it in a caring and kind and supportive manner. Uh, since I've joined Behind Our Eyes, I, I have really flourished as a writer. Uh, and I think that's because I have so many other people supporting me and I'm able to support them. And it's it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Um, and, it, and, and it all is done virtually. <laughs> I mean, um, and, you know, some people say, well, the virtual thing isn't isn't all that you could, you know, you expect it to be. And there are some things that, you know, maybe detract from it. But for behind our eyes are doing everything right. And it's because people care and uh, we just, we support each other. So um, we have a book launch every month and we have booked book launches all the way up until October. So we're pretty busy. Um, we have, uh, we have um, uh, critique sessions that have, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty uh I think maybe six to eight people. So they're, they're very uh, um, intimate critique sessions. So you get to, people get to know each other and get to know each other's work. And that really helps. Uh, and we have, of course, the book launch. And then we have Sunday meetings. Um, we're doing um, National Poetry Month. Um, our president, Alice, has um, decided to just uh, to, to, uh, take the uh, um, the baton and be our poetry um, cheerleader. And we've done so much through the email and being inspirational to one another. And it's just a mutually beneficial place to be creative and, and, and be validated and acknowledged and be able to do that to other, for other writers. So, um, so um, I've, I've only attended, one so far and that was um sally's and uh a couple of people have asked me to interview them for their book launch so <laughs> so it sounds like from what you're saying there's not there there are no established expectations however we want to roll with that is is okay yes okay okay yeah. well and and Deanna is is the first person. Hers is May fourth. Yes, I, I don't know the, the times or any of that, but um, so um, but if, I think it's seven o'clock. Yeah, just post it 
to both lists or I'll tell Deanna to post it to both lists so that people okay. who aren't on both will see it. Um, mm. Anyway, so, yeah, well, thank you. I, I think all of the, the, the everyone in that group is doing is, is just great. So, okay, um, there's a couple other people who said they had writing to share who are not here, but two of you who have writing to share are here. So why don't we um, hear those? And, and Annie, so you were going to share this sonnet at the poetry circle and something got in your way is that do I have that straight <laughs> yeah I um I was I was gonna do once on it and I decided you because you said it was uh Shakespeare's birthday and I'm like oh I have this Shakespearean sonnet and it's <laughs> it's not about nature and love it's it's kind of you know about uh death and dying but it's it's not done in a way that's morbid or anything it's you know Shakespearean sonnet I mean Shakespeare talked about that stuff eloquently. I'm hoping maybe I can do that too. I don't know. Okay. Right, okay. You guys got to grade me, okay? <laughs> Not to worry. Well, are no, you ready? Right. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. This is called Lay Me in My Resting Place. When all seems lost, my love, I turn to you. My heart finds peace and rest in your embrace. My clouded soul whispers, do I misconstrue your promise to bury my bones in place? Stand beside my altered form, my love. Be a loyal partner to my life's pain. As I brave the tide, trust in God above. Enfolded in hymns and drift in his domain. Thus, my death is reality. My suffering has passed. Has set my burial with a mourner's past. Fling my, sorry, fling my ashes to the heights, free and vast. Be satisfied that my peace cannot unhasp. I yearn your witnessing of my path to light, but all is lost until you miss, but all is lost if you miss, sorry, but all is lost if you miss my final flight. The end. Comments? Well, that, you don't. Yeah, you don't have to grade me. Like, no, no, we don't. No, we don't do grades here. It, it's I know. Powerful. <laughs> it, it's you know, it, it's a powerful piece. There are Indeed a lot of emotions not. there. I'm struggling a bit, and because um, I'm a very visual reader which i know ha 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 yeah but it's true story and um i really appreciate it when when i get to see poems before they're read aloud because i you know i mm. they're under my fingers and i mm. so um 
uh, that's by way of, of excuse that just hearing it, I'm not, um, because two things that confused me, I heard bury my bones and fling my ashes. And is it all the same person changing? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I was, <clears throat> I was actually struggling with, uh, trying to express in the poem, you know, the difference between burying bones and being cremated. Like it was, a okay. you know, laying me in my resting place. Does it really matter whether you lay my bones or whether you, whether you fling my ashes? Yeah. Like, is it the same thing? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. Do you mind to, doing it again? I mean, it's, sure, it's brief. I'll do it again. It's brief. It's okay. a sonnet. Do it again. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can be of more use. <laughs> sure, I'll do it again. No problem. Okay. When all seems lost, my love, I turn to you. My heart finds peace and rest in your embrace. My clouded soul whispers, do I misconstrue? to bury my bones in place. So it's asking the question, are you gonna bury me or what? Um, stand beside my altered form, my love, be a loyal partner to my life's pain. As I brave the tide and trust in God above, enfolded, Enfolded in hymns and drift to his domain. Thus, my death is reality. My suffering has passed. And set my burial with a mourner's sad grasp. Fling my ashes to the heights free and vast. Be satisfied that my peace cannot unhasp. I yearn your witnessing of my path to light, but all is lost unless this last line, but all is lost if you miss my final flight. that last word flight 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 okay my final flight my final flight, flight. okay final yeah. flight yes like the final flight. of the soul okay yeah. yes yes right. wow. yeah wow. this was hard to write it was very I difficult yeah i imagine yeah i don't yeah, know if i like it i do too mm -hmm. And I'm I'm trying to remember. Um, did you did you intend to have it be in the precise form of a sonnet? Tried, but okay. Uh, I took some poetic license, especially the yeah. last stanza before the final couplet. Um, I I kind of like. Um, let's see, where is it? It's been a long time since, but I remember that there's eight lines and six lines, eight and six, and it sounded mm -hmm. 
more like eight, <laughs> twelve. <laughs> yeah, because I because past and okay and past, you know, and then I kind of did um, grasp and unhasp. So technically, they kind of not the right. same, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> well. And I am not a person who, um, you know, I don't hold by rigid rules in any area of my life, certainly not poetry. But I think, you know, if, if, if your aim is to do a Shakespearean sonnet, then, you, you know, you should get it tight, make it work, you know. Like, yeah. But that, that said, um, I think there's some really nice images in it and and I thank you for reading it twice because it made made a lot more sense to me anyway I um second time around um thank you yeah yeah thank you for your feedback I appreciate that yeah anyone else want to add anything yeah Eddie which came first the the sonnet form or the idea did you sit down to write a sonnet this was actually an assignment that I had um, oh. and yeah, and I, I had to do the sonnet form and I'm not a form writer when it comes to rhyming and, and meter and measured stanzas and, you know, more of a free form writer. So uh, yeah, it was, it was hard and, and it continues to be one of my biggest challenges. Um to get that all uh, yeah. together. But yeah, I re- I wanted to write something that just, you know, that sent the message. Like, I don't, you know, I want, you know, when I, when I go, you know, I want to go the way I want to go, not the way you want me to go. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to have my choice in that. Elizabeth, did I hear you try to pipe up? No, I think it was somebody's speech on their phone. Yeah, it was my phone. Sorry. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't. But since you asked me, um, yeah, and I I like the overall thought of of that. I like the feeling of what you're writing. Um, I have done quite a bit of sonnetry and iambic pentameter. And most of your lines do not what they call scan. I mean, the classical sonnet line is da 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 da. Now there can be a few where there's mm-hmm. you know an extra syllable, you know maybe what one line per sonnet. But I was really getting distracted because I expected the the classic scan. And I understand if you haven't done that a lot, it's not comfortable. It's like learning the accent of another language. Um, mm. But there are some words that would be real easy for you to to change and do it. Like I, I know one of them in one of your last lines was respecting, and that could go to respect. Or there was a case where you could either take away or add an uh or mm. the. But um, right. no, it's it's hard when you don't. It's hard when you haven't done it a lot. And um, again, I, I like the thought. I'm glad you you took it as a, as a challenge. And you know, if, if it's something you like to do, do it. If it's something that is not that comfortable for you with the form, I would say, don't, don't, don't break your brow over it, but if you love it, then try it. Okay. And Annie, I, I know I, uh, there, 
have been there have been so many posts on the uh, on the writers party line list lately, and I I haven't read everything that was there, but I know I saw that you posted a couple limericks, and I don't remember them now. But I thought the same thing when I read your limericks that they were really clever, um, but it's like musically they were off a beat. You know, like where you, you had a couple extra syllables in a line, and I wanted to say, if you'd knock that out, then it'd be perfect. It'd be, you know. <laughs> so, and you know, I, 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 I'm, you know, hesitant a bit in in offering that because I don't know if you want that. If you know, if sure, if you consider, um, yeah, why not? Um, it's done, yeah. you know, in a kind and genuine way. That's what that's what we're here for, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. I gotta say, I've never, I've never tried to write a sonnet. Um, I had a very memorable six months or so in an in-depth Shakespeare class in graduate school, and I'm, I don't ever want to try to do anything. <laughs> but yeah, I I just want to read him and enjoy him and appreciate him. I don't want to do any imitation, emulation, right. etc. Right. Yeah, I'm anyway. not much into forms that much myself. Every once in a while, I'll be inspired to do like a, an acrostic. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I don't. Um, I, I'm going to have to leave here in just a bit. So could I? Well, then go next? let's let's hear your poem. Okay. Annie. All right. Well, this is a poem I wrote. A couple of days ago, during my um, third Thursday poets meeting, the gal facilitating us, um, she brought in uh, an assortment of knives, and uh, and this was that her father was a butcher, and this was in the good old days where they had electric knives, and of course now they probably have these power bone saws and stuff that they use. But this is back in the good old days. He had all kinds of different sizes and shapes of knives and and the little tool that used to sharpen them which I've forgotten what that's called but she she passed those around and I had a chance to you know feel the handles I wasn't about to touch the blades because I didn't want to cut myself but I was very careful you know feeling the handles to get an idea of you know how heavy their weight and size and then she also had this photo of her father with a bunch of people and so she asked us to write about this or we could write about something else, but I wrote about this. And what I came up with is called Tools of the Trade. A variety of knives he used for various cuts of meat, steak, pork, chicken, turkey, bone out, bone in, slice thick, slice thin, all cut to the customer's specified proportions bringing smiles to many faces at the dinner table. After a hard day's work, he gathered with friends and family to enjoy the fruits of his labor and their smiles. Those were the days when nobody knew or cared about meat not being good for you. But now the butcher who lived to be almost 106 missing his birthday by 11 days, has departed this world, leaving only tools, photos, and memories.
another. Well, I as 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 I said to you in my email response, I love the prompt, and um, and I and I like the poem, and I think um, I think there's a real uh, need for um, less is more here. I, I think if you cut some of the words, it would be dynamite. You know, okay. um, for example, when you say cut to the customer's specifications, that part just goes on too long. That's too, okay. Course, yeah. Yeah. I can remove that line. Yeah. And then, and then when you say that he lived almost to, to be 106 and then 11 days short of his birthday, that, too strikes me as too many words okay. say it but say it more sparsely because it, at times there's there's a there's a sense that's so strong you know where the the emotion is so strong because it, the words are sparse and i just i think that's that's where the the power is and i like just where where you say um, I don't remember exactly, but bone out, bone in, slice thick, slice thin. I might be messing it up a bit, but no, there's that's a really right. there's yeah. a really nice tightness and rhythm to that, and and the rhyme is accidental. I'm not saying yes. well, add more actually, rhyme. When I when I wrote it, I thought well, that would be that would be cool to kind of just put that rhyme in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's nice, but I'd I'd really like to see you um, work it down a little bit tight because I think it could be really excellent. Well, what do you all think, Abby? When I when I first read it, um, when you say cuts of meat, and then you say steak, pork, um, I'm sorry, chicken. I know chicken, chicken was in there. Yeah, chicken. Yeah. You you mentioned types of meat, but steak is a particular. It's beef. If you're looking, oh, when I, I look at the, oh, you know what? what yeah, yeah. I I think I need to get rid of the. Just say beef. I don't know why I put steak in there. Oh, what did I do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? What? You know, and I'm vegetarian, but. <laughs> no, but no, but I think we don't. If if I do have both steak and beef in there, I don't. Uh, no, I just have steak, pork, chicken, and turkey. I didn't put beef but, but, in there. But but I w- I would change steak to beef because oh, steak okay. is a particular kind right. of oh, I beef. See. I get you. Yeah. And, okay. and when you're talking about pork, um, you don't mention bacon or something like that. It's Right, pork. beef. I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Beef, yes. I the didn't general think of that. rather than the right. specific. Right. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a good point. Annie, Elizabeth. Well, Annie, uh, Abby, I love. I think I I really like the way it's it's it like. Um, I like the ending a lot mm-hmm. because yeah. it wraps up, you know, that this is somebody's life. It's not just 
a tool. It's not just a knife. It's it's right, somebody's exactly. it's somebody's yeah. life, and it had it held meaning. Right. And um, if you can tighten it up and still have that that powerful uh, piece at the end. And and drive all of the meaning to that point in the poem. I think it would be, I mean, it would, it's already good, but it could be way better. Yeah. I'm asking kind of tricky because I'm not sure how I could tighten up. I, I did do some work with it today, but I don't know how I could tighten anymore. So I'll have to see what I can do. I don't know. Yeah. Did you write, Abby, did you write this at the meeting? Yes. Yeah, we we do okay. every when we meet we usually write for twenty minutes and then we share what we wrote and so yes I wrote oh, this cool. after during the meeting yes wow yeah what this is I like what yeah I, I like what? the way it moves from um, the profession to the personal with with the mm-hmm. sitting right. down with his family right. yeah. This is Elizabeth, and I do pretty much agree with what everyone else has said, except, Deborah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one point, and this is how different readers read it differently. One, one point, I was a little different from what you said. I loved when you said, you know, how, and not quite the quote, but he lived to 106 minus 12 days. Yeah. Um, what I found is a really nice irony in the poem, and I think you could bring this out a little more, is... Um, you know, people saying that meat shortens your life. Um, I think oh, it, oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't think oh, of that. that statement right yeah. beside the statement yeah. of his 106 minus 12 days. <laughs> it would really, um, I too eat very little meat. But regardless, I'm talking about the poem, not my diet. So, right. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, tightening up, I know it, it is a little hard to tighten things up, but I do agree on that. But I think you could bring that irony out a little more and that in his knives, even older. You know, just mm. something or and that that go on beyond him, still feeding, you know, still feeding those who come to the shop or you know, something yeah. right. But yeah, I like the idea of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I that bringing out the irony of his living so long, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Abby, yeah. something else just occurred to me. Yeah. And maybe it's because I grew up in uh, farming community, but is poultry considered meat? I we lived across the street from a butcher shop, and I had to go over and, and buy things when I was a little kid. And I don't remember ever seeing a chicken there, or any poultry. But then we had farmers markets where the farmers would come in with their chickens and turkeys and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's funny so, because when I, I read this out loud and. The gal, you know, didn't correct me. She didn't say, "Oh, well, you know, she didn't do he didn't do chicken or or turkey." Yeah, you know, she didn't tell I, me. I, I she just, didn't correct me, so I don't know. But, yeah, you I, know, I, 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 I think, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just curious because yeah. I I don't know what a you know I, well, I know our butcher like didn't because I of read something you know about a butcher who had chicken and stuff you know so I don't know. I, I think it might be stronger if. I think Sally brings up a, a good point, and I don't think we have any. I have a friend who grew up on a farm, and it's a big deal to her to get a whole cow and a whole lamb and all these different things every year, so I could ask her. But I'm thinking, I wonder if um, terms that refer 
to cuts of meat, you know, forget the animals specifically altogether rather than saying, you know, and, and, and just um, instead plug in some, some terms that, ha and I, I don't eat meat. I don't, I hear these words. Let me think. You all know what I'm saying. You know, like there are different, I like don't know, culturing. Well, the like, problem is if I put too much terminology in there, people aren't haven't worked for the butcher or in a butcher shop, they might not be familiar with them. I, right. I don't want to have to put in, you know, unknown yeah. words is the thing. But that's a nice besides I don't I don't know the terms either. I'd have to, to look them up, I guess. But uh, I guess yeah, you could use poultry instead of chicken and turkey. Oh, okay. Um yeah, well, you know, work. beef yeah, and pork that. and poultry. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. what Sally's question made me think about was i'm not even sure you go to a butcher for for uh, anything other than cow and pig <laughs> you do i guess it's very <laughs> regional i mean okay. we have we have uh, I, I know that when we go and we special order things or whatever there are different counters and usually the poultry counter is separate oh, from, okay. from okay. The, okay. the beef and the pork probably right. for sanitary reasons oh okay you know? yeah so <laughs> i mean yeah. you can get anything in new york so um <laughs> that's <laughs> what we, <laughs> so that's not we, go, we have to yeah we have to walk one to one side of the counter to get you know the the pork or the beef or whatever and then go all the way to the other side to get the poultry so oh well that's probably what separated. they did didn't do in something. I don't know. I don't want to go there. Anyway, never mind. But anyway. Abby, you wrote this in 20 minutes to come up with that idea and the framework for it in well, that amount of no, time. Is I did do some work with it today. So, you know, I, mm. I, <laughs> what I, you know, so what I read on Thursday wasn't exactly what I did, did cut some stuff out. Uh, but it, you know, even so, that's, yeah, that's great. That's, yeah. 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 And, and what, um, what is the class? Is that a? It's called. Um, we, we call ourselves the Third Thursday Poets. We meet on uh -huh. the Third Thursday, and we take turns facilitating each month. Nice. Yeah. Is it? Is it a, a virtual thing too? No, or? it's a local that's, group. That's nice. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And of course, when during the pandemic, I had arranged for us to meet by phone conference for a few months, and we were doing uh -huh. that. So yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, you do have a lot going on, Abby. So, and I know you. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and ready to go which, to I am gonna, I'm going to have to run and go sing. So, um, anyway, you all have a uh, take care, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next month, if not sooner. Well, I know right. most of y'all okay. see sooner. Uh, be Happy take stuff. care. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Happy singing. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so. Elizabeth, I know you said you didn't have anything to share, but I wanted to give you the opportunity if you changed your mind or if you wanted to talk about an idea or. Well, anything. since I was listening to those, I did pull up a poem. That oh, good. You want me to share? I will share. But what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to read it line by line, uh, hearing my jaws and then repeating it to you guys. Will that be too annoying? No. I don't think so. We're all we're okay. all jaws. That's what users. I did. All right. Okay. Sorry about that, but I'll do my best with this. Um, I so you know everybody. I um I got I came down with COVID last last Sunday, 
And so it's been a little bit of a tough week. But I wrote this poem literally while I was in bed. Okay, so but it was really. I want to say I didn't, uh, it was on my mind to ask you first and foremost how you were. And then I realized oh. I didn't ask your permission. To, no, it's to, okay. Yeah, thank so, you. Thank okay. you for that, honoring that confidentiality, Deborah. Um, but no, I'm. we're all doing better now. But anyway, this yeah. poem, I, I kind of liked it. But, and, and this one, I do do, as I said, a lot of sonnetry, a lot of rhymed and metered. But this one is not. All right. So here we go. Hold on. Let me just I don't mean this as a martyr, yet tailing these creatures with the look of sweet gum pods, I find a harmony. Nobody wanted this. No one forced it on us. I slipped silent as a vaccine needle when my, my friend punctured my piece with his, well, Thank communist China. That's all I have to say. Yet to date, the fate of many million souls was sealed with these invisible partners that scatter in the air we share, breath to breath, lung to lung. No, I'm not a martyr, not yet at least. Rather, my clanky cough and shuddering bones Hold marrow solidarity with others who have inhaled and expired in every country of the world. You're not much, I I haunt my deadly seed pods, because I can still smell just fine. Taste my food, write this poem. And yet, I know, shorthanded, this corona would crown my life to passing. If it hears my laughter and comes up mad as a man once bumping my shoulder in his urban flight nowhere, mouth foaming with words of nothing, splashed my untuned ear. No, this virus, it is no joke, no pass through. It makes me invite you Come young or aged, English-tongued or tonal, even come the silenced, and think in awe what infects us. Labyrinth of life, chemistry of its end. No, I don't mean this as a martyr. As one filled with stars I cannot see, but yet circulate their orbits both deepening and beyond my universe. Elizabeth, you've shown me some other poems and this is the best. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. If you wrote that sick in bed, I'd like to see what you can do when you're often feeling (laughs) under Here's the thing, though. You know, when we come across certain circumstances like this, we have no idea how we're going to react. And I knew I needed to write that while I was literally feeling it in my bones. But also, you know, 
the, the reaction I I didn't expect the reaction I had emotionally to it, but I did. And I'm like, this is authentic and I need to get this down while it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So Elizabeth, you you refer specifically to the martyrdom. How I mean, how did you um how did how hard was that to manifest that in the poem? Oh um, well honestly. That line, I don't mean this as a martyr, is the very first thing that came to my mind when I started mm-hmm. writing it. Right. Uh, so on, now I will say, and this probably subconsciously this has some kind of connection, but my novel that I have published is about Stephen, the first martyr in Christianity. So martyrdom is something that I think about a lot. Okay. Um, All right. But I mean, I wasn't thinking about that novel really when I was writing it. But no, I don't mean this as a martyr, which comes up twice in the poem, well, three times in the poem. I felt like that was the root of it. Yeah. I don't know how it it just came to me. Mm. I would like to see it if if you'd send it to me or... Uh, yeah, yeah I, I can send it. And if you want to join our list, you can post it to the list to pressure. I'll I'll send you the info for joining the okay. list. It's a very yeah. low traffic list. Okay. Um, but I would really I'd like yeah, I mean, because there are certain phrases, well, you know, as with any poem, there are things you want to mull over and sort of roll yeah. around in your mouth a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Um I, I really like the way you metaphor, I mean, what the way you um, explained the seed pods, you know, instead of saying something trite like, you know, the, the cells or, um, you know, the virus or. Mm-hmm. You used Let me tell you how that came about. I was, two <laughs> I years thought ago, that was so yeah, cool. Like, two years ago, I was on a walk with a friend and this is right at the beginning of, you know, the Corona and we walked by this gum tree and he just said to me, cause I didn't, I had never seen any pictures mm-hmm. or could I appreciate? He said, Oh my goodness, these gum pods, they look like little Corona's on the ground. And I said, what do you mean? Oh. And then I, I picked one up and he's like, yeah, this is exactly what they look like. And so ever since then, oh and actually he was the, he was the first person I sent the poem to. I said, Mark, you will see your influence here. Um, but, but no, and and so that was very easy. Again, that was one of the super easy connections for me. And I did not know <laughs> that. that. Is, I thought it was yeah. just your creativity. I yeah, know. me too. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, I mean, because <laughs> I didn't know what little coronas looked like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That is that is that is so creative, and just it it takes it into context of personal uh, your personal you know uh, the way you relate to the world and you bring it into the poem so that other people can understand that that this is what it's about it's about each person and how we you know and how we um uh, you know just how we suffer how we accommodate and and how we're affected by this, this pandemic it's very, very good. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, mm. Would it help you if you heard it one more time? Because I'd like, to, if you have any more specific comments, I mean, I'm open. I'd like to yeah. read it again myself. Okay. Like, 
you know, on in Word, you know, like. The, okay, but would so you, you, if I do it, send it to you guys, would you please not share this with anyone? Because of course I, I do want to submit this and I, I mean, yeah. I would. Okay. As long as you're. Yeah. If you, if oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Read it again. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I don't mean this as a martyr. Yet exhaling these creatures with the look of sweet gum odds, I find a harmony. Nobody wanted this. Nothing forced it on us. I slip silent as a vaccine needle when a friend punctured me with his, well, thank communist China. That's all I have to say. Yet date fate of many million souls was sealed with these invisible partners scatter in the air we share breath to breath lung to lung no i'm not a martyr not yet at least rather my planky cough and shuddering bones hold marrow solidarity with others who have inhaled or expired in every country of the world. You're not much, I taunt my deadly seed pods, because I can still smell just fine, taste my food, write this poem. And yet, I know, short-handed, this corona could crown my life to passing. If it hears my laughter and comes up, mad as a man once pumping my shoulder, his urban flight to nowhere. Mouth foaming with words of nothing that splashed my untuned ears. No, this virus, it is no joke, no pass-through. It makes me invite you. Come young aged, English-tongued or tonal. Even come the silenced. Think in awe what infects us. Labyrinth of life, chemistry, its end. No, I don't mean this as a martyr. As one filled with stars cannot see, yet circulate their orbits, both deepening beyond my universe. Thank you. Yeah, you, you, you do a lot of nice things with 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 different word combinations, you know the the air and the lung and the use of the, the breath, all the, the breath, getting lung to lung, yeah, yes, and getting repetition, getting all the senses in there and uh, the corona and crown that was good. It's, it's, it's uh, there's a it just it's good, yeah. I like it. I'd like to like to better second time. That's always a good sign. That, yeah, <laughs> that is a good sign. Well, I appreciate it. I'm I was really hesitant to share that, but. Thank you. I'm glad you yeah. did. Thank you. Well, thank you. you and, and, and so you are getting better. Yeah, I'm not 100% yeah. yet, but I'm I'm getting better. Yeah. And Oh, boy. Yeah. After two years of being so careful, but I think, ironically, we got it at Good Friday service. We were singing in choir, my husband and I, and someone else unknowingly had it. And there were, there were like four of us from the choir or five the next day who, who all came down with something. So... Yeah. Well, you know, trust me, we the, weren't there for of, Easter. One of the, I, I 
told you that I was going to this picnic today and I almost didn't go because it suddenly seemed to me that people that I knew, well, I'm a great fan of Stephen Colbert and he has been like vigilant and now he's got COVID and thinking about you having COVID and I know how careful you've been and you haven't really been around tons of people. And, and I thought, I'm just asking for trouble going to this picnic. So I hope I won't be sorry. But I stayed in my zone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I was well, okay. We just but, don't know. We just don't know. You that's know, right. And that's yeah. the scary part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and, um, and, you know, uh, as my um, lymphedema therapist said to me the other day, if you have had it, lucky you because you got more antibodies. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're coming out on the other side, lucky you. And if you can smell and taste, I, I really you really I liked how you worked in all the senses. So it's good. Anyway, okay, folks. Um we usually try to stick pretty much to an hour. We're not vigilant yep. about it, but um but we do. And yeah. so um, uh, it's past. And uh, I want to thank you for coming. And um, does it, I've been toying with, well, this group was meeting on the second Saturday. And um, I've been toying with uh, changing the date because it, it seems like that that hasn't been the so does does anybody have any feeling about that i'm fine whenever you want to have it okay okay um all right is, yeah this is annie i'll join when i can but i'm i'm usually reserved saturdays to just not do anything because <laughs> <laughs> I have so many I have Zoom on the brain during the week and I'm like I gotta not do this but for Shakespeare and Deborah I came <laughs> oh, oh so. well I, Deborah thanks you and okay. Shakespeare you know I'm not so sure I don't know <laughs> but uh, I'll join when I can yeah, Elizabeth, feel better. Get heal up you. and keep writing. Yeah. Thank Beautiful. you very much for your encouragement. Thank you. Thanks for coming, Elizabeth. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, Deborah. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good night, ladies. All right. See Good you night. all later. Good night. Bye bye. -bye.